0: Our team of trained specialists are available with 24 7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. This, this, this is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Here we are for another rousing episode. Rousing episode of The Bonfire. We talk about the, the real stuff. The day-to-day issues that we all face and enjoy. Well, are there issues that you enjoy? Maybe, maybe not. With that aside, let me just... First of all, clarify, my nose is stuffed up and it's running. That's really irritating. I don't know how the hell that works, but it's stuffed up, so it's hard to breathe, and I sound, I think, I sound weird. And then it's also running, so I'm constantly either walking around with Kleenex or I'm sitting somewhere at my desk or my house, just sitting there minding my business, and all of a sudden, whoa, hey, there it goes. It starts to run again. Really, really irritating. First world problems, but hey, I am in the first world. Now, here's something that's more irritating. (laughs) I'm not going to reveal the name of the movie yet, but this is the bonfire's first zero out of five movie on the rating scale. It was that terrible because, uh, you know, a friend of mine, my roommate actually reminded me, you know, you've done lots of five out of fives, haven't you? Four out of fives. And I guess he made that point uh, weeks ago. And I thought, you know what? You're right. Either I just happened to find the good stuff and I'm very pleased with it and I want to share it with you all and say yeah 4 out of 5 I recommend this 5 out of 5 that's one thing but to be a, a fair critic I still need to find those movies and TV shows documentaries that are terrible and explain why they are terrible so here's the first 0 out of 5 not a 1 out of 5 0 it's trash it just sucks <laughs> ok now <laughs> oh, excuse me and the cough the, the movie I think it's about, let's see, uh, let's make it two hours, I think. Let me verify that real quickly. But that's uh, it's about out of the sweet spot that I've always mentioned before for movies. Not an hour and a half. Usually, hour 45, that is where I'd like the movies to be. That's enough to really retain my attention, keep me interested in the plot The characters... Maybe that's just me. But this one... Yes, it is two hours long. Alright, so... It's about... Right there on the edge. As far as tolerance. For uh, movie length. It features... Characters that I'm just bewildered by. A plot that does not make sense to me. But... I'm a guy. I'll explain that in a little bit. And it just overall, I couldn't feel that I could identify with anybody, any of the characters. I thought they were all just too distant, and this was too weird, and I didn't see anything of myself in these characters. Now, I love those movies where you're able to see, oh, I guess I'm kind of like that guy, or those characteristics I can understand and um, identify with that. No, not with this movie, not so much. There was nothing. That's why I was severely, wholeheartedly underwhelmed. So, without further ado, the movie (laughs) is Twilight. Yes, Twilight, the stupid, sparkly, poor excuses for vampires. Those people. Here's why the movie gets a 0 out of 5 on the bonfire rating scale. The first line of the movie, here it is. Quote, I've never given much thought to how I would die. So right there, the movie starts on a positive note. That's great. That's fantastic. That's amazing. I love it. Such positivity. Right in the first two seconds of the movie. Alright. Point number two. The teenaged angst that is just throughout this entire movie. I mostly mean... With the uh, The language The dialogue How the characters choose to interact with themselves Now I didn't read the books, thank god But maybe the books are a little better I don't know I doubt it But at least in the movie the Characters have such crazy mood swings Especially Edward the shiny vampire And uh, her name Bella I think She says You know what your mood swings are really giving me whiplash That's enough and it just they go back and forth. Either the acting and the dialogue for the movie was such, or it's actually like that in the book as well. And that is unbelievably terrifying. I do not remember being like that in high school. So, mom, dad, if I was like that, I apologize. This sort of they meet briefly, then they kind of go several days without talking. Then they see each other, and she's like already holding a personal grudge against him because. He was awkward around her. Okay, whatever. And then he's also actually he's obsessed with her, but she doesn't know that yet. So he's kind of judging her and upset with her like, well, why don't you just just leave me alone? And the next day he's kind of like, hey, uh, how you doing? And you're just like, well, you're all over the place, buddy. And the girl takes such personal, hardcore offense when he doesn't hold her hand when he first meets her. I don't know. It's so teenagey. It's unbelievable. You think, really, is this really how teenagers are? I have no idea. Yeah, we all used to be one at some point, but I don't feel like I was this off the rails at that age where if someone said the wrong thing, fine, we're not friends anymore. And just the bickering. And it's not cute bickering. It's just annoying. You're just like, well, you have to take a different bus now. Okay, well, fine, maybe I will. Like, what? Really? That's what (laughs) you're doing? Oh, my gosh. So these mood swings, the teenage angst, it's so... They're overcompensating in the movie, making it way too dramatic over such stupid scenes. Teenagers being teenagers. That made me feel uncomfortable. I'm just sitting there like, this is weird. This is awkward. Are you purposefully doing this? Or are these the actors who are just being weird? And the way y'all wrote the script for the movie, I don't know. Bizarre. But it just ugh, made me think, this is if this is really what teenagers are nowadays, we are in trouble. Now, second point, I think is the most important point here. I feel there's something deeper with this movie that it did do well Um, I believe let's see I don't see any box office numbers but okay it's 5.2 out of 10 on IMDB 48% on Rotten Tomatoes 56% on Metacritic now that is that's definitely not the best rating however it still made a lot of money and women really seem to like it. Women of a certain age. I guess teenagers, really. Although I wouldn't be surprised of adults enjoying this as well. The women. And I'm confused. I'm thinking, why do they enjoy this so much? Same thing with Fifty Shades of Grey. You think, all right, well, is there something more innate in this movie that I'm not catching because I'm a guy and these women are seeing it and they're thinking like, oh, that really speaks to me that's real for me, I can understand, I can identify, I wish that would happen to me, I don't know, the only thing I could come up with was, they sort of try to portray Edward, the shiny vampire, as chivalrous, when he says things like, oh, uh, these guys who were walking down the, you know, the back alley, they were going to, uh, I mean, honestly, they were probably going to gang rape her, which obviously is horrible. But the way he says it, he's like, you don't know the vile, disgusting things those low lowlifes were thinking. And he's being very dramatic about it, and you're like, ooh, okay, Mr. Bad Guy here, so uh, he's, gonna, he's gonna beat him up. And he's saying things like, you need to talk me down, talk me down, I'm driving the car right now, we're trying to get away, but you need to talk me down, otherwise I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna rip their heads off because I'm so, so upset. How could they possibly think things like that? Yeah, you're like, alright. You're trying to be... You're overcompensating the knight in shining armor bit. And then whenever he... Uh, First of all, he also would go to her bedroom in the middle of the night. He doesn't sleep. He would just kind of stand there, sneak in through the window. He's a creepy vampire. He would just stand there and watch her. Okay? That's weird. That's not chivalrous. Then when she asked him, hey, do you do that often? He's like, well, I just started doing it when you were here. What the hell? That's not chivalrous or desirable, is it? Ladies, I don't think so. So, and when he's there, he says, I just want to try something real quick. It it felt so weird. I swear, I'm sure that creepers and pedophiles use that same line i just want to try something real quick that really rubbed me the wrong way i i'd seen this movie before yes i will explain that in a second but it didn't hit me until i saw it this other time and i thought like Ooh, wait a minute that's kind of that's pretty stupid why are we watching this movie this is horrible dialogue very pedophilic i just ugh. It was weird disgusting and bizarre but he started making out with her, and then he, like, pushed himself away from her off the bed and bounced against the wall to the other side of the room, and he's like, Stop! I can't lose my control around you. I mustn't. I want you that much, but I, I will not let that happen to you. Okay, now, he again, overcompensating the knight in shining armor. You're trying too hard, man. The writing is just that terrible. And he'd say things like, Oh, no, I don't, I don't swear. I don't think of you that way. Bella, you are my life now. And he started thinking that within a week. Maybe a couple months, Max, I'll give you that. Within a couple months, this idiot is already like, you're the love of my life, I love you. Why? Because I've smelled you and you smell good. What? The hell? <laughs> and I thought, wait a minute, why do girls seem to enjoy this? They say, hey, are you Team Edward or Team the other dude? I don't know about the other guy. I, I don't know what characteristics he has, the character, whatever. But as far as Edward, he's the creeper. Don't confuse creepy with chivalry. Like I said, he would watch her while she sleeps. Creepy. I just want to try something real quick. That is super creepy. He tries to be all good and say, like, I just want to be a good person. What if, and it says, like, in the trailer, what if I'm not the good guy? What if I'm the bad guy? I can't live with that. I do not want to be this bad person. Therefore, I am struggling internally what I should do with myself. You're trying, you're overacting overcompensating, too dramatic. It felt very unreal. You think, nobody thinks that way. Nobody thinks that if they're a vampire, they're like, I didn't want this. I didn't choose to be this monster. I don't want to be a monster. And they kind of get teary eyed. You think, dude, holy crap. Take a chill pill. (laughs) Take a deep breath here. Okay. Your girlfriend over here is not crying. You are crazy, 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 crazy. I was disturbed. Why do so many girls like it? Um, I guess because they think Edward being protective, the word actually is obsessive. They're confusing protective for obsessive and creepy for chivalrous. What does that say about our society? That women are craving that much from a man, the actual chivalry and protection and just general interest from a guy, but they have to turn to a movie like twilight where he's obsessed, creepy and a shiny vampire and that makes the women head over heels. For, I mean, the actor, apparently, Robert Pattinson, and then the character himself, like, thinking, like, oh, Edward would be the perfect boyfriend because he's he's caring, he's super fast and impressive and intelligent and funny, and he, he's protective. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. What does that say, yeah, like, about our society? That you have to turn to the shiny vampire as a symbol of masculinity and defense Ah, absolutely baffles me and i've said this point before he sparkles okay that is one of the reasons why this gets a zero out of five what self-respecting vampire sparkles in the sunlight he doesn't he disintegrates he burns he screams he dies that is what happens to vampires okay i understand taking creative license wanting to add a little something yourself to the story to make it your own so you made him sparkle okay but that was the wrong decision. Sparkle. Uh, vampires don't sparkle. Not the self respecting ones that you might see on Underworld or Nosferatu back in the day. Vampires have been around for a while. Stories, Dracula, all right. Uh, none of them have sparkled. You've made it just a bit too weird, too feminine, if you ask me. If the female vampires wanted to sparkle, okay, I'd still be like, well, whatever. At least it's female. But when the dudes are like, this is what I am in the sunlight. People will know we are different. And he stands there all shiny. You just look like an idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? And there's not... Uh, I would not want to be a Twilight vampire. Now, one of the last points. The bad guy. Not intimidating at all. He was a pretty boy. There was a bad guy at the very end of the movie. That you kind of... He's kind of laced throughout the, the beginning, I guess. But then he becomes the main bad guy at the end of the movie. He wasn't scary. He was just weird. And the actor I didn't think did a very good job. It just felt bizarre and contrived, Uh, whatever. Wasn't scary. So cheesy acting, teenage angst, sparkly vampires, misunderstanding of what chivalry actually is, and just enjoying a creepy vampire. Okay. I just, no, zero out of five. It has two good points, though. And that's not enough to bring it out of zero, but two good things. There's a baseball scene where they played supermassive black hole by Muse. I like that song. So there you go. All right. Good song choice. That's it. And then I believe probably the conductor, the uh, composer of the music for the movie wrote a song and I'm sure it's called like the Edward and Bella theme song, but it's a nice piano actually. Piano solo. I like the piano. That's beautiful. And it Was in the movie and it sounded nice i thought all right so supposedly i would think an original piano piece that i enjoyed sounded good and you chose a song for muse and put it in the movie good for you those two things other than that zero out of five i don't know what to tell you so there you have it there is a first bonfire review zero out of five don't go see it oh right i was going to explain (laughs) thank you how i saw this in the first place this came out in 2008 this was back when i guess i had just graduated high school when this movie came out and so eventually when it came out on dvd i'd heard and seen buzz that like "Ooh, twilight the international phenomenon same thing that they'd said for hunger games and probably i don't know what other kind of movies you see those every now and then you're like oh that's interesting you see it in the trailer and you're like oh well then it must be good maybe people like it I didn't go see it in the theaters, but by the time I saw it and kind of thought like, oh, what is this? I must have been wandering around uh, Best Buy or something and saw it and said, oh, that's Twilight. Okay. I think I saw a trailer for that and it said, very successful movie. Okay. Well, here, I'll pick it up. Must have been 10 bucks. And I do that every now and then if I happen to be at the DVD place and be like, oh, here's a movie I haven't seen. Am I willing to invest this 10 bucks or 15 into buying a movie I haven't even seen yet? I've done it before. Well, this was the wrong decision because I had gotten that hype and I thought, oh, okay, maybe it is. I don't know. It's about vampires. That's all I knew. And there's nothing wrong with a love story. Okay. So I was like, well, okay, it's vampires and there's love in it. Okay. Who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Maybe there's some good action in it. Who knows? And I was kind of basing this off of, I guess, underworld and other movies like that. And van Helsing. I thought, all right, we'll give it a shot. I went home, watched it and I thought, wow, this is what the hell is this? Very bizarre. So I've seen it maybe two or three times in my life. First time when I bought it. Another time, probably when we were mocking it, and I had like some party and people were over and I'm like, ooh, hey, here's a good idea. Let's have a drinking party to Twilight and get schnockered while we watch a stupid movie. I'm sure that was probably something. And then this third time, watching it for you, for you, the people, to let you know, yeah, don't go do it. <laughs> and if you did see it and you enjoyed it, uh, there might be something wrong with you. I don't know. Maybe you should uh, comment, send a snail mail, I don't care, something, explain yourself how a movie like this could possibly be enjoyed.
0: This is The Bonfire, on demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. the blaze radio network on demand the bonfire here's your host andrew herzog
1: all right here's a movie preview coming up later this year i believe in april i saw the trailer thought it looked interesting wanted to kind of briefly talk about it and show you the trailer as i usually do and sort of begin to enjoy maybe a little bit more originality that's returning to uh, Hollywood. Enough of the superhero movies. I enjoy superhero movies. Yes, they're all they're all right. But the fact that now there's so many and it's definitely a shtick and a phase now in Hollywood, I'm thinking, all right, let's, let's find something a little more off that path. Um, this seems to be something. Something along those lines. It is based off of a book. So... right i'm more tolerant of book adaptations absolutely because i love books and i like to see people try to put them onto film because that's a whole nother process but here's the trailer let's check it out how would you describe what the circle is to say your grandmother
0: it's the chaos of the web
1: made Speed round, Paul or John? Early Paul, late John. Mario or Sonic? Early Sonic, late Mario. Needs of the society or needs of the individual? Should be the same. You're most scared of?
0: Unfulfilled potential. I am a believer in the perfectibility of human beings. When we are our best selves, the possibilities are endless. At the circle. There isn't a problem that we cannot solve. We can cure any disease, and we can end hunger, without secrets, without the hoarding of knowledge and information, we can finally realize our potential. Circlers, do you like to share? Share! Share! We will see it all. If it happens, we'll know the human rights implications there needs to be accountability what is this the circle has the power to change everything it's only our lives that get us in trouble things we hide we care about everybody you care about because knowing is good but knowing everything <laughs> is better
1: circle very nice all right so i'm not sure why hmm, this necessarily appeals to me probably just because there are some similarities that you can find in today's world right now you can see all right everybody's trying to jump on the uh, it sounds really old <laughs> the internet bandwagon uh, more about this connectivity and social networks bringing people together all right all right that's what facebook myspace instagram snapchat pinterest that's what all these different things try to do right all right so for someone to write a book and that's what it's based off of and suggest all right here's an internet company that says it wants to do good it wants to bring people together share knowledge and when we give the best of ourselves then everybody benefits and the world moves forward okay you think all right well then that means all the power is going to be in the hands of the company It's it's sort of dystopian With a bit of realism I think It's not so much fantasy As alternative reality I think That's why it kind of appealed to me It's got Emma Watson, John Boyega from Star Wars, Tom Hanks And Comes out, yeah, I believe in April I'll probably go check it out I don't remember the last time I've actually been to a movie theater I feel like there hasn't been enough To really pull me in I saw Star Wars Rogue One I saw Arrival And that was a while back I think last fall So yeah nothing has really Really pulled me in This is about the closest thing I've seen lately That I think alright you know what That sounds that sounds pretty good too I'll go check it out It's called The Circle Comes out in Let's see This just shows you how much I prepare Just is coming soon Stupid thing <laughs> the circle the book came out in 2013 the movie will be looks like uh, april 28th all right there it is circle hits the square mm-hmm. the circle comes out april 28th let's go all see it together and then we'll talk about it.
0: this is the bonfire on the blaze radio network Buck Sexton. And I was working in the Iraq office during the height of the Iraq war. People want to talk to me about Iraq. I just would shut the conversation down. You know, oh, you know, hey, oh, where you, where do you work? You work for the government? Oh, isn't it crazy what's going on with Iraq? I would switch to, hey, did you see that? Uh, looks like there's some great pigs, pigs in a blanket over there that are being passed around by our lovely host. Why don't we go eat those? I mean, you just would switch the subject or just get off, get off the topic right away. Buck Sexton, weekdays noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> The Bonfire. Here's your host, Andrew Versog.
1: Alright, some quick uh, cultural thoughts now. We all know Scarlett Johansson. Oh yeah, she's she's real quality. Naturally. Naturally. So, when she gives an interview to Playboy, there's the first sign that uh, of quality journalism, quality thought It's just all-around quality. She says, I don't think it's natural to be monogamous. I don't think it's natural to be with just one person. Alright. Well, before I say anything, let's just read what she has to say. Quote, I think the idea of marriage is very romantic. It's a beautiful idea and the practice of it can be a very beautiful thing. I don't think that it's natural to be a monogamous person. I might be skewed for that but I think it's work it's a lot of work and the fact that it's such work for so many people for everyone the fact of that proves that it's not a natural thing so she says finding one person sticking with them making that choice is not natural because it's difficult it's a lot of work First of all, congratulations for realizing, yeah, a relationship requires work. Good for you. You took a baby step in the right direction with that statement. Now you went off way in the hell off the rails, saying the fact that it's hard work proves it's not natural. What the hell does that mean? Manual labor is difficult. That is a lot of work. And that is very natural. Don't tell me that's unnatural. It's unnatural to be in the fields picking cherries, apples whatever it's unnatural to build buildings you know by the sweat of your brow piecing things together managing your landscape your building your home that's unnatural what the hell are you talking about if that's your reason for it to be unnatural it's because it's hard work i don't get it if you said something maybe like it's unnatural because science has said that your heart actually you know goes through lots of pain and it's actually less efficient the day after you're married because xyz and then your brain you actually start losing brain cells after you're married or you've picked a partner and xyz okay something like that i'd probably wouldn't be as critical of you i'd say all right maybe there are some studies that say that but no all you're saying is it's it's hard work so it's not natural sweetie you've already gone through two husbands chances are you're gonna find a third all right so just because you're not making it work doesn't mean it's unnatural that just means you're stupid. And that the husbands are as well. Okay? That is the point of monogamy. Is that when the crap hits the fan, you, you deal with it together. You're adults. You say, all right, we can get through this. If we've made this decision to commit to one another, are we actually going to do it? Or are we going to quit when the going gets tough? And then you just say, all right, we're just going to annul it. Or, you know, some people don't even get married. They just say, well, we'll live together until it fails. And then I'll just move on. That's, how is that... Healthy for the relationship at all, right from the get go, to say, "Well, I'm not willing to commit to you because I suspect it's just going to fail, so I'll 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 leave you." That doesn't if that doesn't speak volumes about your confidence in it, then I don't know what does. So you've had now two failed marriages, one of them to Ryan Reynolds. All right, he's a sometimes a jerk, in my opinion. So because it's difficult, that's what it when you jobs. Manual labor, keeping your patience. There's lots of things that are hard work. Whether or not something I guess maybe what you're trying to say is if it comes naturally to you, if it's easy, that means it's natural. So if it's hard for us to walk on water, then maybe it's unnatural. That's why we can't do it, you know? I I'm trying to understand what you're saying, Scarlet, but Sounds like a cop out to me. Or you didn't really think it through. So, based off of what you said, and that's what I'm attacking here the fact that, oh, it's hard work. Okay. Please. You think? Jeez. Good job, Sherlock. Scarly. Scarly, Scarly, Scarly. Now, here was something else from her interview with Playboy. Again, quality journalism. About being a mother. Quote Oh, it has changed me. Yes. Just the process of being pregnant and giving birth was incredibly profound. Also, surrendering to the fact that with babies and particularly infants and toddlers, you have to let go of your expectations and of whatever instincts you have to take control of the situation. Of course, being a mother, you have to make decisions all the time that affect this person who's completely dependent on you, but you also have to surrender to the experience and that in itself is really liberating. Here's where I took issue going like, wait a minute, I'm confused. Her saying, surrender to the fact that with babies, you have to let go of your expectations. And whatever instincts you have to take control of the situation so because you're saying you have instincts to take control of the situation and you're saying it's important to surrender those with babies isn't that mean babies are unnatural that we shouldn't be having them or you shouldn't be a mom like if you have the child just give it up for adoption because if it's that much work for you to go against your instinct to take control and say you know what all right i'm just gonna if whatever this day throws at me i'll deal with it and Think of the baby first. Uh, I I think you're you're mismatching these things. You're saying it's a lot of work for the husband. That's why it's unnatural, but it's a lot of work for the baby. And that's very uplifting and profound and liberating. Mm, I don't think so. That's how I took it, at least, that little paragraph here about being a mother. So, yeah, good for you for being a mother and saying, well, yeah, well you know, it's, it's a whole, whole new experience. And she even says, like, it feels like you grow another part of your heart because then you're starting to love something besides yourself so much all right good for you that's the way mother should be there's always those stories and colloquialisms about the mother defending her young her child you know and it's a part of her it's like it's part of the father but sure but the mother is the one who walked around for nine months with the baby okay completely different so yeah good for you for saying I'm a mom and I'm proud I love it and it's very liberating and empowering and humbling okay but that's hard work of course it's hard work but when it comes to hard work for the husband you're like eh, whatever i'll just go through two if it's hard work it must be unnatural so i'm just gonna do whatever i want and there is no one man for me i don't know I, I that's what i have a problem with It's because it's a choice yes you're a woman so of course you're gonna be naturally attracted to men so you marry your husband and you see a dude walking down the street you'll probably still be attracted to him you'll be like wow he's a good looking dude okay so does that mean you're like, hmm, I must be with the wrong person then because I'm looking at this guy over here. I really want him. No, it's that's your animal-based nature, you know, as part of a human being. Same thing with dudes. If you're, if you're a guy and you have a girlfriend or a wife, yeah, of course you're still going to notice another woman. But it's up to you as an, a responsible adult to be like, okay, I noticed. All right, well, I'm not going to dwell on it. Let me turn my attention elsewhere. Let me think about something else. Let me not go flirt with that woman over there. Let me just walk away so that I'm not tempted to do something stupid with her because i'm still a guy you're still a beautiful girl okay that's some self-knowledge there that's how you know your weaknesses and what it's being a responsible intelligent mature adult so for you scarlet no it's hard work it must not be natural i don't know no i i give you no leeway on that whatsoever poor scarlet let's just hope that she does find the uh the right guy for her one day to just tell her uh, <coughs> sweetie yes it's hard work but that is exactly the point of a relationship is your commitment to say hey when we go through some problems which we will we're still there for one another that's the foundation of a relationship confidence and trusting that they're there working together that's how it works sorry
0: sweetie This is The Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Ah, the D-block. Here we go. A food review. Yes. Here on The Bonfire, we've done lots of movie reviews, documentary reviews, book reviews. And now, here's a little bit of food. A good food review. If you've never been to... Benihana, you should go. Benihana is the Japanese hibachi grill. That is Japanese food that they cook right in front of you on this big stove. Table seats eight people, I believe, semi-circle around the table. Chef walks up, starts cooking everything in front of everybody, puts on a show, makes it entertaining, and you just go about your business for the night. And he slowly but surely, you know, pieces piecemeal, piecemeal, piecemeals the meal to you over the course of hour hour and a half you know you go to any other restaurant they do it all behind the scenes they just try to do it quickly and then they make it look pretty on the plate they bring it out to you here at benihana they say you know what why don't we just do it in front of you and then as we finish certain pieces of the meal let's just hand it over immediately and then people can continuously eat they watch us let's be a little flashy and have fun with it and then people are entertained and they're willing to pay the high price for those meals it's an experience So I've always loved Benihana my whole life. I usually go every year for my birthday. (laughs) The other day I went for Valentine's Day, which was really great. And yeah, I just want to clarify. Benihana is the Japanese hibachi grill to go to. Just like any other respectable restaurant. Has good liquor, good alcohol, good appetizers, plenty of selections, things you can choose. Chicken, shrimp, steak, sushi, soups, salads. Mixing it all together, green tea, ice cream, six-course meals, five-course meals. I mean, what more could you want? Lots of food, variety, and tastes. And they do it in front of you. You can continue your conversations, whoever you're with, and have fun, enjoy a little show in front of you, and then slowly be eating the meal for the next hour, hour and a half, piece by piece. What's not to like? Indeed, what is not to like? That is it i mean, there's nothing <laughs> there's no finer note-taking points that i made you know i didn't bring my little notebook with me as i'm sitting there on my valentine's date making notes oh okay, here's my Hunt is good okay no that's all you need to know coming from the bonfire if they say hey this place is good go do it if you haven't already uh yeah that's all you need excellent food good service entertaining yeah you have to make reservations though in general to me, they've always been busy enough wherever I've gone, different parts of the country. Yeah, it's hard to just walk in and say, hey, room for two, room for five, whatever. Yeah, usually it doesn't happen that way. So it's for special occasions, more memorable occasions. And it makes the whole thing more memorable. You say, hey, we went to a, a nice restaurant. It's, it's nice. It's not a button down your Sunday best, wear a tux and a dress. if well, You can if you want to. But it's not that uppity. It's not that high class, if you want to call that. So you can dress casually but it's still a special night you'd say yeah oh, this does cost a good amount of money it's not taco bell prices but much better quality and it's an experience in and of itself bonfire highly recommending benihana well there you are ladies and gentlemen a twilight movie review why it sucks zero out of five you can't argue with it back in the a block the B block move to the Circle. A movie preview coming out later in April about a computer internet company, and that was redundant. That suggests if we all share knowledge and become this Uber Facebook, then world problems can be solved, and there's nothing that can stand in our way. And of course, you know it's a movie; they have to have some contention. So that means crap's gonna hit the fan probably. And it's with Emma Watson, you know Hermione from Harry Potter. It'll be worth; it'll probably be worth a watch. And it's got Tom Hanks. I like Tom Hanks, so definitely worth the worth checking out i think later this year and then in the c block i am blanking because i am sick what is going on scarlett johansson because she says it's difficult it's hard work to be in a relationship with one person so therefore it must be unnatural no sweetie that's exactly how it works that is the point it is difficult just like manual labor is difficult but manual labor is not unnatural so your qualification for something being unnatural just requiring a lot of work you're weighing the hell off base you don't know what you're talking about. Just get back to making your cutesy little movies, making your money, doing your thing. All right. When it comes to cultural commentary and marriage you know, advice, I'm not going to come to you. Let's all stay away. And then the final bit here, Benihana. What more could you want from a restaurant? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to The Bonfire. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The main website, bonfirethoughts.com. And hopefully next week I get to have another special guest come on and enjoy more cultural commentary. This is Andrew Herzog, out! You've been listening to The Bonfire.
0: Bonfire. On the Blaze Radio Network.